Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making power moves, ripping heaters and chugging paps. Now he lied with no class, blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. And we're back. Welcome to Power Moves, episode 174. I'm your host, Mike Burns. Joining me all the way from Los Angeles, California, it's the current NWA heavyweight champion daddy, B-Tubbs Brooks Whelan joins the program. What's up, man? Uh, Not much. The other day, uh, somebody showed me, I had never seen it, I don't know how, the cream rises to the top. The macho man with the cream. How have you never seen that? I don't know. I was so embarrassed. Everyone was doing the cream. Yeah. And I was like, wait, Ooh. what is this? And they're like, dude, you haven't seen Macho Man doing, ooh, Gene, the cream. Ooh. And I watched it. I was like, this is incredible. And they had not seen Hard Times. So wow. I was like, you guys are fucking Hard Times. So I sent them Hard Times. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah, that is. That's a cause of hard time. They're going to come and take your watch. And that, that promo is 90% of what this podcast, it stemmed like 174 episodes. Just by talking like this, I've stretched it all the way, daddy, into being a full-time yeah. podcast that has hundreds of episodes just by and one stupid Rhodes, little voice. Dusty Rhodes gets to be proud of his child now, the American nightmare. Oh, he's coming in, he's playing with the pet that's not on a bone. Um, I, how's it going, man? It's good. It's good. It's summertime. And if you're listening, you've uh, noticed that there are not um, pretty uh, stable offering of shows. They're very smattered out. If that's a word, is that a word, Brooks? Smattered? Smattering? If, it, if it's yeah, a smattering, I suppose you could smatter stuff. But uh, after going through Michigan winter, I have fully dove into the summertime. I am taking advantage of every last drop of nice weather and I'm, I'm not letting anything stand in my way from me enjoying nothing, it to the fullest. There's nothing better or more earned than a Midwest summer. You, like you earn the summer with how bad the winters are. Oh, yeah. And that's why people go fucking nuts in the summer there. They go bananas. They're on the boat every day. You get off work. You still have three more hours of sunshine. You take that boat out on a Tuesday because you can. Oh, yeah. You have to. And you can drive, like especially here, you can drive an hour this way, there's a lake. You can drive two hours, there's another lake. There's 500 golf courses. I mean, I grew up on the Mississippi and we were just on that fucker every day in the summer with somebody's mm-hmm. dad's boat. Oh yeah, you, you have to get out and enjoy it. I last, yeah. last week, well the week before, I had a big run. I had a big run. I feel like a gross pig. I ate uh, a chicken patty and spinach and... Um, some black cherries and and blueberries and cucumber for lunch. I'm like, I need to fucking flush out mm-hmm. the last two weeks. I was on a tear. And, you know, I had that. I was getting my tummy's all, all fluffy because I've been eating garbage. I've been on the road eating McDonald's and eating bratwursts and drinking 12 to 15 beers a day with the buddies. And that really adds up quick when you're my age. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm 35, like, and I I I locked it in really good, so I 
So I was working on a television show for the for Fox right now. And um, we had a table read a month ago, June 9th. Uh, and I realized through this year, year and a half process of developing the show, they've never met me. They've never met me. It's, it's been all Zoom, all COVID, all Zoom. This is the first time I'm meeting everyone in person. Uh, so I went crash diet. Uh, no eating after eight, no eating before eight. So, which is, you before know, where eight. you, well, eight, eight in the morning. Yeah. We, what you, I wouldn't eat before eight. I don't think that would, that'd be a problem. Oh, well, I, I get up at like six 30 now. It's wild. I don't know. I'm just so stressed. I wake up at six 30, like automatically. Um, but I lost like 15 pounds just in two weeks of not drinking and not snacking. I didn't change anything else. I just didn't snack. I didn't eat. I also biked um, to and from work, which is 20 miles a day and ran six miles every day. So it was pretty intense. Uh, it was great. Looked lean and mean for that table read. Did fun. Did a great job. Table read crushed it. I am. I weigh currently more than I did before I went on that diet because sure. I've just been like, well, I'll do it again when I need to, but right. I want a hot dog today, so I'm going to eat a hot dog today. Yeah, it's summertime. You need to take advantage, even though you live in summertime all the time place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just got back from Montana. I had a fantastic time chomping stuff. Carl Hess is making me dinners. It was great. Carl Hess has got the full gourmet setup. Mm -hmm. I saw you had Cornell, Cornese in tow. Mm -hmm. It was so, this is my new thing. This is my new summer, 4th of July annual event. I get a place in Glacier at this lake that's in the park that nobody camps at. I'm not going to blow it up. But on July 3rd, which July 2nd, which was a Saturday this year, inside the park of Glacier, the camping, the campgrounds we were at, I would say were one quarter full. That's nuts. Yeah. So... I go. I started going up there every Fourth of July last year. Me, Cornell, and Summer, my girlfriend, went up. We did it again this year. We added Carl. Uh, any of the daddies are invited. Uh, you're invited. Uh, it's an open invite. Our one rule is you can't tell anyone what to do at all. <laughs> Once you're up there, you do whatever you want to fucking do, and no one gets to say shit about it. So if you don't want to go to Iceberg Lake and fucking climb a glacier, that's fine. No one gets to fucking tell you to do that. But if I want to do it, I get to do it. It's so relaxing. There's no service. I didn't check my, I mean, I took photos of my phone, but that's it for six days. I started reading books again. It was crazy. I mm -hmm. unjangled up my brain for six. It only took six days to be like rewired to conversations and like writing and and drawing it was so fun it was great it really fixed me and then as soon as i had my phone in service again i ate everything kind of look at yeah i'm like usc's in the big 10 ucla's in the big 10 holy shit yeah i did this week or earlier this week i was in the up almost to canada for four days no service Unless I was at the house that I stayed at, then I had service and I could do my day job from there. But then after that, driving around on side by sides and going through trails, I never I didn't look at my phone for the most part. I didn't watch any TV. I didn't watch any TV for like five days. That's crazy. I love TV. 
I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't care about anything else other than sitting outside, bumping around, drinking beers, and having chit chat with people. And the sun's going down at at a mean ten thirty p.m. Oh, it's crazy. It's yeah. So you can rock. You feel like you're wide awake at like ten thirty, and yeah. my buddy's wife. She scored two big freezer bags of mushrooms, like mm-hmm. full of all these little tiny perfect uh, buttons and stems, and you could just have all you want because up there it is it is lawless. Everyone drives with beers in the car. Everyone's drinking at all times. Every person I ran into was drinking, no matter what time of the day it was. Complete outlawed uh, area. And I had the most fun. I was so, I'd, I had zero stress. And I was bummed that I was going to have to go home. So I got a room at the UAW Black Lake Golf Course and stayed there, which was out, no, no fucking service there. And it's this weird, like almost, it almost has a Scientology vibe the U- UAW United Auto Workers for some reason it had this real like I wasn't supposed to be there vibe when you pull into the into the uh, the complex they don't let you in if you have a foreign car so like your Subaru would not be allowed in there you would have to park outside and take a shuttle in luckily I drive a Buick so they let me drive right in and then I played their golf course which is PGA level it's incredible it was so much fun and then I had to come home. And then, just like you, as soon as I got home, ooh, TV! Oh, I got to look at Twitter for five hours. Oh, I better look at Instagram. Oh, I got to... So, that was... Yeah. I did post a bunch of stuff on my Instagram story, but that was when I was... I would save it all. And I find that to be a better process. To just, yeah. just shoot, 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 take a bunch of pictures, and then when you get home and you decompress and you have a beer, then you have something to post, and it's fun. Very fun. Um it, and before that, nope. Brooks, before that, I have to, I have to, because this all ties together. Before okay. that, I rolled right to that trip. And this trip had little bumps also along the way where I had a buddy in town and we had pool parties and all this stuff. And then before that, I went to Detroit. I went to Royal Oak first with Vince and Pop and we rocked it successfully. My, my morning jacket got canceled because Jim James got COVID on Friday. Oh, whoa. You were going to see my morning jacket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Vince. How am I not getting texts over that? Well, th- because it got canceled. <laughs> it got I know. I just, uh, my favorite. Look, well, I took somebody to see Pearl Jam. It's Pearl Jam Springsteen in my morning jacket for me. Here was the, here was the one-two combo. Was on Wednesday night, me, Pop, Vince, my morning jacket. Then we go, went into Detroit, stayed by the casino in Greektown. And then... We went to, um, well, Pop couldn't go. He had to go back home and work. But me and Vince went and saw AEW Blood and Guts. Double cage Whoa. match, double ring, super bloody, super bloody. But that was the perfect combo. Vince fucking, he's like, I'm coming in. We're doing this. We're doing this. I'm like, boom, done. My morning jacket backed up with that double cage match was going to be perfect. We still had a great time. There was no my morning yeah. jacket, though. And then I rocked that all the way into this. It was it was two weeks of of me being and having an absolute blast. And I did behave. And I got sober for a whole week before I did all this, Brooks. So my brain was all nice and you know thirsty and ready to soak up alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My joke is like anytime I take a week off booze, I'm like, 
feel like Superman and <laughs> Superman can drink like a Super- hundred. <laughs> Superman loves beers. <laughs> he loves beers. He's ready to put them down. Um, uh, what was I? I actually was at a My Morning Jacket concert in Iowa City where Jim James fell off the stage and they had to cancel it one song in when I was in college. Oh, dear. Did he have on those monster boots? He couldn't stand in them. He tripped on his cape. <laughs> uh, cape and monster boots. It was always a classic yeah. Jim James combo. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh, big fan of Yim Yams. Uh, what, what was I going to say? That, that parlayed into something else. I don't recall but it was an interesting story so let's let's keep let's keep oh no 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 um it was dad boner related so i'm reading for the first time ever kitchen confidential oh fantastic book that's it's, that goes in my top five easy no it's so good so I, I i'm up in uh montana reading kitchen confidential i know tony big fan of dad boner you want to tell listeners about him being a fan oh they know they know okay i don't know i don't know yeah, yeah. i was telling summer about it. i was like no this guy like loved dad boner yeah, he used to make um, he used to make dad boner food when he'd have parties at his apartment in in Manhattan or New York where he would and he had this show that was on NBC and he had all his his friends over and he made all dad boner food like dad boner recipes for it. <laughs> yeah, but I so and we can discuss this. Did you see Roadrunner the documentary about him? Yeah, I watched it twice. It makes me real bummed. But I the first he time. First time I watched it, I got so sad and it made me sob and I had to turn it off. And then I watched it about a month ago and it was it bummed me out again. But no, it's fucking devastating because Anthony Bourdain was really cool and an incredible writer for the last like three years of his life was a fucking monster. When he's firing people who've been with him his whole like career, mm-hmm. like dude, that guy turn is like if you ever get fame, watch that and learn how not to deal with it. Well, it- it's so such a fucking bummer because he was so cool and then became so not cool. Well, and his, that's what sucks. his brain broke from the chick is what happens. And we've yeah, all but had he brain- have been dating that chick. Don't date like young, cool, hip fucking psychos. Don't do that. You're you're fucking 65 years old. I know. Don't date cool. hot Like that's one one date in your lane, man. Date in your fucking lane. This chick is wild. I don't blame her. I blame him for like being like, I can't believe I'm dating this girl. Like you should have never been in there. You shouldn't have been in that pool. Stay in your old pool. You can live in your old pool. You fucked up big time, bud. I just think I watched that documentary and I'm like, man, that guy got super uncool. He got very uncool. That's what happened though. No, he's 101 on what not to do with fame. It sucks because also then I got, I, I love his writing. It's so good. I really enjoy this kitchen confidential book. I want to read more on stuff. He writes. He's such a good writer. Yeah. The book and after it, a cook's I, tour is great. Yeah. And I like no reservations a lot. And I'm like, we're going to Italy. And so we watch one, no reservations where he goes to Sicily. Right. And it's really good. I think it's like season two. It's awesome. And um, you, you root for him and you love it. And it's interesting and it's got facts. Then there's another one where he it's Southern Italy. And that's when he's with his girlfriend, Arja Argento or whatever. And you just watch him go on a date for the whole fucking episode. And it's like, you know, a few years before he, he killed himself. And you're like, this dude lost it. He has is no artistic integrity anymore. This is just a guy getting paid to go on vacations. Uh-huh. This sucks. It's such a bummer. That dude rocked and he ended up 
stinking by the end. It was the chick, though, and we've all had these. Yeah, rela- he did, you can't blame her yeah, but for we- not wanting to keep dating this old guy. Right. Like she just she just went and dated some other fucking hunky actor but- that was her own age. Like that's on him. You got to see this coming, dude. You can't blame her. But we all have dated chicks multiple times where they broke our brain. We have had our brain yeah, yeah, we broken. We didn't kill ourselves. I know. This dude was uh, this dude was obviously tilting and I don't think he probably had that type of relationship before. You know, he was kind of a he got like this new hot chick and he didn't know how to fucking handle it. He didn't know how to drive that car. Or swim in that pool. He couldn't swim in the pool. He was better in yeah. the other pool with stay the wife in and your the kids. Pool. Yeah, stay in the pool that you were supposed to be in. Don't get up and go into a different pool. <laughs> I, stay in- I always go in the wrong pool. <laughs> That's why I live alone. I always go in the wrong pool. Well, no, you're fine. You handle it well. You're you you haven't committed suicide. No, like it was just so lame. I'm just I, I became less of a fan, but I still love. I think that there's two different Anthony Bourdains. There's the fucking right before he went away, and then there's that incredible talented yeah. dude. Yeah, but you got to remember. I think there's two different guys. He, he had a bump in the road, but I think if he would have just pulled out and he would have broke up with the chick and got a new chick because he's fucking Anthony Bourdain. Tons of chicks think that dude is hot as fuck. He could have got also, a new babe just like that one in a yeah. fucking heartbeat. <laughs> also, go away. Take time off. If you're ever like, I'm so stressed out. Everyone's pulling at me. Fucking walk away. You know who the great, you know who I just think of all the time is like a dude who, first of all, Pearl Jam, they did it. But then more recently, the guy that I'm like, this guy got so famous, it made him uncomfortable. And he really stepped back and did his own thing and he quit being in movies it was fucking Zach Galifianakis that guy gets it he's like I'm just gonna go live on my farm and I don't like how famous I am it's stressful just like so you can do that you don't owe anybody anything I just think it's lame he got addicted to being famous yeah I think it really his brain really cracked and he had obviously had done a lot of drugs earlier in his life it probably didn't help it probably didn't help it with seemed the like he was balance. on drugs by the end of that it seemed like he was Adderalled out by the end of that fucking Roadrunner, it did not seem like he was back, like right. he was clean. It, yeah, it, well, it seemed to me like well, sometimes when you date chicks, and I've done this, and I'm like, I don't do fucking pills, I don't do a lot of these things, and then they're like, oh, come on, just take one with me, and then you're like, whoop, okay, great, now I'm addicted to this. <laughs> well, and then, the like, I know from experience, um, I've had a, a, a friend pass away in a foreign country, and then they don't want it to look bad, and they say, oh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't anything. And like, that's not true. No, that's not that true. wasn't true. Right. So when they're like, oh, he's clean. Someone's like, well, he was clean. I was like, I don't believe foreign countries when they're they don't want someone uh, of that stature to have passed away from drugs in their country. I don't know. Right. It's just a, you, know, you don't want that nightmare. That's PR nightmare. Well, they don't want it because it hinders their tourism because People want That's what I'm to, saying. People want, yeah, people want to go to that country to do the drugs. Some people go there for the drugs that are really easily accessible. And if ki- the drugs are killing people, like, well, I'll just go to I'm going to Morocco instead. I'm not going to there. Yeah. I don't know. I just like am fa- I'm so fascinated with Bourdain right now. And like he writes so well. And I just love this stupid book. And I'm going to go finish it after we get off this. Oh, um, I read it in two. I think I read it when it, the year it came out. 
which would be like n- between 99 and 2000 or was, something. I think it was like 98 or 99, yeah. Yeah, I, I read it the year I graduate from college. And I, I liked it so much. Is that one of the, it's the only book I've ever done this. I, as soon as I finished it, I just started the beginning again like it never ended. Because I was sad it was done and I just read it all straight through. And I, I'm not a big, big reader. I read some. I read like quarter of a book and then I stop. But I, I, get, one, I get the runaway this thing. One. This is what I did. I just I felt so stressed out and I couldn't figure anything out and I ran away here and then I'll sort it out and then come back or not or whatever. And in the meantime, I just I want to focus on being happy. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know anyone anything. I don't know anyone shit. No one does. Just your main yeah, goal it, in life it should be to be a, a nice person and to be happy. And that's it. And anything else, your choice. Absolutely. Totally agree. Um, what, just, you have yeah. the Nick Turner story we need to do. And I would you like to do that first or would you like to hear my weed purchase story, which is pretty short? OK, let's. Well, let, last thing about Bourdain um, is that uh, more Dane, you have more Dane. Well, well, it's created. It's made me go, go out to eat more uh-huh. and watch the staff because I'm just like interested. Like it makes you so excited to go to like dining establishments and see what's up. You know what I mean? I, that's just it. I'm just eating out a lot more because of the book. And like, because I really, maybe it's got me excited about cooking and food. Uh, look, it, it really is a great book. If no one's read it, go read Kitchen Confidential. It's like one of the worst names for one of the best books. Fantastic book. But it does. Okay. Te- it does teach you about restaurants a lot. It, it like teaches you little things like, OK, don't buy seafood on this day because the fishmonger's not even open. That shit ain't fresh. That shit's from X amount of days ago. Yeah. He talks about mussels and all that stuff. And how, uh, how brunch is just when a, when a restaurant is failing. That's when they start having brunch. That's when you can tell. Yeah, Watch out for specials. It's when they're getting rid of shit. Um, OK, I want to hear your weed buying story. Then I'll tell you uh, my version of Nick Turner not being allowed into Dodger Stadium. It's, 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 I'm, 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 waited, I'm waiting very excitedly for that. So I, when we left here, it was me and my friend Carl, and we had a pool party the night before, and then we were going to drive to Grand Rapids and stay there for the night, more specifically Caledonia, Michigan, which is a suburb and very churchy and very suburby. And we realized we did not buy any weed and there was no weed in Caledonia and we just wanted to get to my buddy's house and they had some head shops and I asked in the grocery store. And then when you ask in the grocery store out loud to a cashier, hey, do you know anywhere I can buy, you know, marijuana or weed? Every single person in the grocery store wants to come around and act like they're down by telling you where you can get weed like they it, like. The everyone because it's legal, you can talk about it openly. Bag boy, manager, person at the cat at the at the customer service desk. Everybody's like, okay, well, here's where I get mine. I'm like, I don't care about shit that's fucking ten miles away. I need right by here, right now. And they go, well, I think there's a head shop that opened up down the street, and it didn't say that online that it sold marijuana. So I show up, and of course, it's just a fucking pipes and and. Uh, uh, hookahs and you know weed head guy store and I walk in I, and this guy's got 85 piercings in his face and I'm like hey man I know you don't sell any weed I, I see that it's readily apparent but do you have any that you would like to sell me for a 100% markup as to what you paid for it so this guy's like you know as he's adjusting his eight eyebrow rings says well 
I don't have any on me, but I was like, can you go home and get some? They're like, no, I can't leave the store. So I walk outside and there's four ragamuffins who are just the biggest whack pack of people. And I don't mean that to be mean, but these people were a little bit busted and possibly were into harder drugs than marijuana. And they're sitting around and smoking cigs. And then they got... um. They, they got on their their faces don't look well they they they're just in poor shape and I asked them I go, does anyone have any weed and they're like no I'm like I'll give you twice as much as you paid for it cash right now no we don't have any and then the guy pulls out I have a weed pen and gives and has this rainbow hippy dippy reed pen with a cartridge on he goes like well I got this to go to the lake I went and bought this this morning to go to the lake and um but I don't know. I'm like, I'll give you 30 bucks for it. And he goes, well, the cartridge was 15 bucks. That's half gone. And the, the piece is like 11.25. You can buy it in the store. I said, I just want the whole thing. Sell me the whole thing for $30 right now. That's a nice profit for you. You can go get a new uh, unit and a new cartridge, and then you'll have extra cash. And he thinks about it for a second, and he goes, hmm, I'll give you, I'll give it to you for a 21 he, this guy is so whacked out of his brain that he he lowballs my, my offer. He thinking in his brain that it's more somehow. He offers me to sell it for twenty one dollars instead of the thirty. Uh, he hands over the whole unit. I um, I give him twenty one, and then I feel bad. I'm like, here, take another five. So twenty seven dollars, which still ended up being cheaper than the whole That's thing would have cost 20, anyways. Six twenty six dollars. Twenty six. 21 and 5, 26, yeah. So we're both in, both of me and my buddy Carl, our jaws are dropped, like that this well, is happening. You, I have to be honest. You did this to yourself. This is, you could have gone to a weed shop and this is a, a nightmare you created, much like Nick Turner is about to do in his well, Dodger no, Stadium. Well, no, it turned out. You that, did this. You earned this. I don't mean me. I mean that he sold it to me for cheaper than I wanted to I give him money for. Why don't you just. You just go to, why don't you just go to a weed shop? Why, why do you need your fix right now? What are you on crack? Because we were a half mile away from my buddy's house in Caledonia. And otherwise we had to drive into Grand Rapids instead of just zipping over a few blocks away and start drinking beers. So I get the weed pen. We go and we clean it all real good with Clorox wipes because this guy had fucking meth mouth and bleached the fuck out of it. And um, we smoked that for like three days. It was a fantastic thing. And um, that's my weed pen story of how I bought it from a yeah. parking lot of a D&W grocery store in Caledonia, Michigan as a grown adult. Brooks, yeah. you're up. <laughs> well, I don't love that story. I think you go, I think you pop into Kalamazoo and buy legal weed but um it would have been, like you know, been like an hour it was a cartridge it was okay fine. well you said 10 miles you said 10 miles in, so in downtown fucking grand rapids is like city that's like driving into chicago or something kinda. it's not like driving to chicago it's kind of <laughs> it's a big city it's gonna be traffic i didn't want to we were tired and hung over i needed the weed now brooks yes crack it right, now now okay all right look i'm not I'm not upset with this um <laughs> i just think that you uh you did this to yourself. Okay, so <laughs> here's Nick Turner's story. Uh, he he I asked me if I wanted to go to the right, like I landed from Montana and I get a text from him. He's like, Do you want to see the Dodgers on Sunday? And I was like, the Cubs. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. 
Well, but I didn't know that they were playing the Cubs. And I was just like, dude, I just got back from vacation. I can't, I can't do this right now. Uh, I need to, I, I can't just like immediately go do another thing. So I, I don't, I'm not paying attention. And then Summer was watching like Lyra's story and it was a photo that said before we were barred from entering Dodger Stadium. And I was like, I gotta find out what happened. <laughs> so I call Nick and he got, he has a bunch of airplane bottles of booze in his car. Because these are $1.25 at the gas station. Because Nick Turner, as long as I've known him, for over like 15 years, Nick Turner has always brought smuggled-in booze into any establishment he goes to. Every single one. He'll come over to your house with a jar of vodka. Um, <laughs> yes, he will. Just take yeah. Because otherwise he's got to bring the whole bottle. So he just like brings some of it in like an old jelly jar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. So... All right, he's going with their other friend, Jason Sines, who had a, a fucking awful accident, fell through the roof of a building and is uh, paralyzed from the waist down, is now in a wheelchair. So and they're best friends. They're going. So Turner has all these airplane bottles of booze. And he's like, OK, who wants to go, like who wants to take these in to the game or whatever? He puts four in his pocket. He's like, they don't pat you down. You just got to walk through the metal. Detector. <laughs> Science takes Science takes one. Um Signs forgets to tell Nick he can't go through metal detectors in a wheelchair. He has to do pat downs. So <laughs> Turner walks through with his booze. Then at Dodger Stadium, they pat down signs. They're te- the, whoever was doing the pat down was teaching someone else and had their manager there. And they find one airplane bottle of booze. And they are like, well, you can't come in. They have to tell a man in a wheelchair. I'm in a wheelchair. I need that booze. <laughs> He, they kicked him out oh. of Dodger Stadium. Oh, that's a sad. Not easy to get to place. Uh huh. Yeah. No, you just—he's not just gonna zip on down the hill. It's fucking nuts. Then they go. They are getting lunch after you know this big blow up. You know, wasn't quick. Turner doesn't get kicked out of anything right away. You know, he had a big scene. I'm sure. Um, then they're sitting down. It a fucking the Dodgers hit a fucking grand slam. They missed a grand. It was an eleven to nine game. <laughs> eleven to nine. They could have seen a grand slam. I've never seen a fucking grand slam. That would no. be so cool. And I'm not sure if it was the Cubs or the Dodgers, but one of the teams hit a grand slam. And then there were a lot of other points scored. They missed like the most <laughs> fun game ever. <laughs> Turner's like so pissed. It was great. And did he pay for the tickets too? Oh yeah, it was like two hundred fifty dollars <laughs> worth of tickets. Oh my god! If you can afford two hundred and fifty dollars of baseball tickets, you can afford to buy the beers inside the park. No, Dodgers is expensive right now, man. Every game is sold out. They're so good. I started riding my bike to the games. Um, but Dodge. yeah, just to sit sit in the back bleachers is forty bucks. Sure, but what I'm saying is you're going to shell out that kind of cash. But again, this is not a monetary thing for Nick Turner. Nick Turner no. would Nick Turner could have millions of dollars. Nick Turner would still smuggle in a jelly jar of fucking cheap vodka into a bar and then make his own cocktails. Yeah, yeah. it was a great story. It was very enjoyable. Something that could only happen to Nick Turner, which is enjoyable. <laughs> and I think about any other any other friends' stories that are real nuts. So Nick Rutherford has been. He, Nick Rutherford moved to New York pretty much. That's pretty fun. Really? Uh, well, he's just living in Kyle Mooney's old apartment. <laughs> and yeah, he's just like never coming back. He just fully lives in New York. He loves it, which he's not wrong. Um, oh, it's lots of fun. What does Mooney have? Uh, 
it's just he has it and it's like, hey, you want to stay here as long as you want? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would never he, come back. I would stay there until he, as long well, as I could live there for free. I would never fucking leave. Yeah. And he, he writes for Rick and Morty, which on the East Coast schedule means he starts at one in the afternoon. Nice. And is done at 7 p.m. That's perfect working. So, hours. yeah, for New York City, that is perfect working hours. Yeah. You're done at seven. It's time to go out. It's perfect because yeah. the worst yeah. the worst time in New York is if you have like like between four o'clock and seven to kill or set or eight like for those three four hours that is the worthless time you want the daytime hustle and bustle or you want nighttime that in between time you got nothing there's nothing for that nothing to do now that's when you make that's when you make your blue aprons right. Or yeah. that's when you drink too much and then your night's ruined because it's too much fun to not go to the it's not you can't you can't not go to the bar. There's a bar everywhere. Every block has five yeah. bars on it. Oh, you know what I heard that's pretty cool that happened. Um, and then we can I, we can finish uh, whatever. But um, so Rage Against Machines on tour. They just played Alpine Valley, which I've seen them there before. Yes, I watched uh, I watched the concert on YouTube. <laughs> so good. So I guess Zach hurt his. Uh, leg on that concert. What? Uh, yeah, hurt his leg bad. So my friend saw him the next night, Jarrett Hotan, shout out. He saw him the next night in Chicago at the United Center. And I was like, what happened? And he's like, Zach sat on a box, never mentioned it, and just blasted through the whole concert, sitting on a box. <laughs> and he was hilarious. like, it was so fucking rock and roll. Like, to not be like, I hurt my leg. I have time sitting on a box all day. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, awesome. That's like when I saw Guns N' Roses in Vegas and Axel had the busted leg and he had to sit in Dave Grohl's throne that he used when he broke his leg. The whole concert, snake dancing, doing the doing all this shit just sitting there. <laughs> so that's and, fun. Yes. But this is that's like a Oh dude. I I have I have one last story. It's a quick one. I, I went to I Vegas. Have, I have to add to that rage thing though, with could because I find oh. it interesting because for there was a stint where Wu-Tang and Rage toured together and they would flip-flop as openers. And I have a VHS cassette of a bootleg of the concert where Zach is jumping up like, you know, lights are hitting. And it's weird because he's done this before. And he hits like the edge of the, the stage and breaks his ankle. And then they have oh to my. leave the fucking tour. He's done this before. <laughs> he's out of practice. He forgot that sometimes... You you need to look where you're gonna fucking jump up and down, bud. He's got bird bones. <laughs> he does it. Um, He's a little guy. Yeah. So I went to Vegas to see Shania Twain after I turned in my sh my television program, and program. Um, she's fine. But yeah, you only know like uh, three of the songs, maybe two. Well, I do I do a lot more of them. I did my research, and um, but I uh, I was like, I'll pull out two hundred dollars, and two hundred dollars is what I get to gamble with the whole trip That's i was there I you know two nights um it got down to ten dollars got down to ten dollars pretty early pretty quick then it got up to seven hundred dollars i have seven hundred dollars wow yeah and this is saturday night i'm at seven hundred dollars i'm on mushrooms and i'm just like all right um let's just for funsies funsies make 100 more dollars so uh, I'm walking and I just threw a hundred on red uh, on a roulette. It it's black. I go, uh oh, yeah. Now, I you, like that. Now you gotta walk away. 
Nope. I, I was like, well, we'll get that back. We'll get that back through another hundred dollars on red. Same table, black. Fuck. I'm down 200 bucks. I go, well, it can't be three reds in a row. 500 on red, black. I lost 700. I lost my whole week of money and fucking four minutes. It was so sobering. I go, I got a real gambling problem. I got to get out of here. That is the last time I was in Vegas with uh, Vincent Pop. I was down to like X amount of money. And uh, we had some other people. They all went to the bathroom. And I'm like, Pop, I don't want anyone to see me do this. I took all the rest of my money and put it on black. And I did hit, which got me yeah. back, which made me like $100 profit. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't gamble anymore. No, yeah. And then the next day I was like, well, I only lost $200. And Summer's like, no, you lost 700 You did have 700 You can spin it how you want, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, you had it in cash. It is two, though. It's it's really two. And that's totally Yeah, in my acceptable. head, I'm like, I had fun. I had gambled for I gambled for like two and a half days in Las Vegas for two hundred dollars and which was my goal. Um That's what I man, did. I, I'll either bring two hundred cash or take it out of the machine. I'll do two or three. Sometimes I'll do three. But that's it. And it's cash. And that that's the money. And you don't get any more yeah, money. That's it. You can't do any more. You can't not one more thing. Um but it was fun. It was a good. It was a good trip, and it was right before I went to Montana, so it was nice to like get both both ends of the spectrum. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is that's a very uh, that's a very uh, uh, Vegas is very Burns esque uh, uh, trip for yeah. for you. Well, we went. We Where'd were you... just going to see. Shania Twain. It was as like a joke. Uh, we stayed at the um, we stayed at the uh, fucking cosmopolitan which was the is the nicest hotel i've ever stayed in it was awesome well that's not true i've stayed in when i opened for john oliver we stay in like four seasons oh, and shit. And those are, oh yeah but the cosmo was like the craziest hotel i've ever stayed in oh yeah it's super fun. and it, it's because their, their food court is like fucking jose andreas taco shop and a fucking <laughs> hand roll bar that that's their that's their food court. Their food court is like better food than I eat when I go out in LA. It was I didn't know that Vegas was like kind of cool because I've never been there with money before. You know what I mean? I've always sure. I'm always there broke. I quit going when I was 22, and I've, so I haven't been since then. And it turns out it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. It is fun. I'll never go back to the Strip though. I don't think. I think I'll always go back to old Vegas. The last time I stayed at MGM, it was fine, but. I like the old Vegas much, much better. I like the the nugget. I like the binions. Yeah, we so our problem was we took mushrooms to go to Meow Wolf, which is this like kind of uh, art space, and it was kind of lame. So we bounced, and we got to Old Vegas right when the mushrooms kicked in, and that was a lot. <laughs> the, that was a lot. The ceiling lights. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I gotta get out of here. So yeah. then we just went and drank wine at Italy, and <laughs> had a nice time there. I, I, I got to tell you, I was really enjoying those mushrooms on vacation because that's the way you do it out clear skies. You could see every fucking star. It's the air is crisp. You're just outside. Nothing but Vegas mushrooms. That's a whole other thing. Oh, that no, I don't know. Montana was great. Dude, you know what's you know what's out and what's in here? This is my Brooks's uh, observation. Second out. Weed in mushrooms. Everyone's <laughs> doing mushrooms right now, okay? Out, cocaine in ketamine. Everyone is obsessed with ketamine oh, right now. No, that's not good. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't mess I don't mess with it, but everyone's like 
I took ketamine once. Oh, dude, I'll tell you about is ketamine. That, is Sorry. that because of the the fentanyl? Is that why? I don't. I don't know, man. People love ketamine. I don't really like it. Um, I was on my solo road trip from LA up to Montana, and um, this is when I was thirty three. Um, 30, so two years ago, not, I guess I was an adult, but, um, ran into a buddy and his girlfriend, now wife, great, great friend couple in, uh, the grand Tetons. And I'm like really feeling good. And we get drunk and he's like, yeah, I have ketamine. And I was like, well, of course this is a camping drug. (laughs) I take ketamine and (laughs) it was... Yeah, I felt like I got zoomed up into space. It was really weird, but I'm like, at no point, like, was like, I well, I enjoy this. Um, got to get more just, of this. Yeah, I was laying on gravel, and I was like, fuck, this is softer than I thought. Like, <laughs> it, it, like at no point of that drug do I did I want to like converse and go out. Everyone's using it to like go out. I'm like, what are you doing? How's that fun? Oh God, I I, I can guarantee you, I never have, and I never will do. Any ketamine that's never happening. Yeah. Isn't that a horse tranquilizer or something? But man, I don't know. You're going to have to talk to one of our many friends who are now currently ketamine enthusiasts. I think that mushrooms are legal to an extent in Michigan right now, and they sell them some places in Detroit. If that's not, if it's not already, the law, I believe, has been passed, and I'm hoping real soon, Brooks, that I'm just going to be able to walk in because we've got so many weed stores. There's like four weed stores in a two mile radius of my apartment. They just keep popping up. Everything's all, you know, it's cityscape and a lot of it's kind of dingy, but then all of a sudden this, you'll see a brand new business get built or like a building torn down in a new, and you see that and you're like, that's going to be a weed store. Bam. It's always a weed store and they look great. They've really changed the landscape and they're making a lot of money for the infrastructure. Mushrooms. When those come along, boy brooks i'm gonna be doing mushrooms all the time now mushrooms are great i'm a big mushrooms guy um any how this is what i if you really want to make me jealous tell me how close you are to a jimmy johns at your current location half block no oh god (laughs) that's all i want right there that's all i want that's all i want is a jimmy johns close to me there's not one fuck there there is i'm gonna type it right now i'm typing into my phone because i moved i moved to a new house and i'm now Oh, no, you froze. Brooks, come back. Now in Glassell Park. I'm going to see what the clothes right, I'm looking at searching. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I needed more Jimmy John's in my life. Yeah, see, I've overdosed okay. on Jimmy John's because it. it oh, I can't go to this. It's in, it's in the Americana. The closest Jimmy John's is in the Americana. Oh. I can't fucking go to the Americana. Oh, God. No, this is this is the right biggest, there. One of the biggest malls in fucking LA. I'm not going there. Yeah. So Or downtown. So the Americana or downtown, a.k.a. I'm not going to Jimmy John's today. I just happen to ha- there just happens to be one like literally a half block away. And the, it's it's perfect for me because if I don't have groceries, if I don't have food, if I'm walking home from the bar, bang, Jimmy John's. Easy, qu- it's perfect easy because answer. It's perfect. It's a delicious sandwich. All right, Burns, I got to go. I got to go get a sandwich. All right. We got to wrap up the last two things. And then you can go. We gotta do okay. power tube and power grooves, and then you can go bye byes, and that'll be a perfect amount of time for the program. Awesome. Let's do some power tube. Uh, last night I watched the new Bill Burr live at Red Rocks special, which I very much enjoyed. I always like Bill Burr, and uh, I, I haven't read any reviews or seen anyone say good or bad about it. But you know, it's it's Bill Burr telling uh, saying stuff naughty stuff, and that's my jam. 
He's great. Yeah. He's uh I was I was actually at All Things Comedy, which is his company yesterday doing my podcast. Um I and this is, you know, this isn't controversial, but I cut Netflix. When Netflix recorded, I don't have Netflix anymore and I don't miss it. Um because Netflix put out this statement that was like, "Hey, we lost viewers for the first time ever." And I thought about it. I'm like, "Yeah, why what do I watch on Netflix?" And the answer Nothing. was fucking nothing so i canceled it i don't have netflix netflix did netflix did to comedy central what uber did to taxis they showed up they fucked them up they ruined them and then they got shitty too right they fucking destroyed comedy central like the thing like our source of like how we could have a career is gone right because of netflix i'm not a fan um i usually don't have it I, I got it back for something and I forget what, and then I'll, I'll, it'll be done at the end of the month. I, I haven't had it for at least six months. I just happened to have it and this was on, but yeah, I'm, no. I'm in full agreement. I don't watch anything on Netflix. I can't find anything. I don't know where fucking anything is. The only thing I Nothing. end up, I end up watching Seinfeld on, on Netflix. 90% of my Netflix is Seinfeld, which is on TV all the time anyway. Yeah. And I've seen a million times, but that's it. I really have no use for Netflix whatsoever. No, no, I'm not a not a Netflix fan or what they did to comedy, which was instead of like growing talent, giving Ellen 20 million to come out of retirement. Right. Um, and then there's a lot of those specials that are just mishmashy groups of of comics. The big comics get like half mil, but the little guys, they don't get shit. I, I forget who did well, some, the, who did the, some special for, that they had a like a 15 minutes, the 15 minutes which they didn't let they I got mad at them because they didn't let me do a 15 minute set because I was doing one joke that was 15 minutes. I was trying to be unique. And they're like, no, no, come on, get over yourself. And they might have been right. But the offer, what they paid for 15 minute sets is twenty five thousand dollars. And it was just to stick it to Comedy Central because for a half hour set, you got twenty thousand at Comedy Central. Oh, twenty five is good. I know someone who did one that didn't pay anything i think it was just fucking free or something wild and i forget yeah, who it makes, was yeah you know what that might make sense i'm just thinking of like back when i was mad back when i was after that after i didn't get 15 minutes with them i was like fuck this i'm out i'm, I'm, I'm gonna go make my own shit and uh that's what i'm up to but um so favorite thing power tube my power tube right now is party down i'm just re-watching party down summer's never seen it it's fucking so funny. The writing's so good. Uh, the acting acting is so fucking funny. Party Down is my favorite shit. It's great. It's it's an incredible show. I should rewatch that because I, I watched it twice, and that was mm-hmm. probably I don't know seven or eight years ago. So yeah, because I'm working on my show, and like it's like a show that doesn't make me angry because the writing is so good. The writing's so solid; it it comes full circle. Things that happen in the beginning come back at the end, and I'm just like, okay, this is great. This is a good show. I have no notes. Right, and when you're working on a show like yours, you enjoy TV more because you're like, I'm doing it too. I'm not. <laughs> well, actually, no. I hate TV more because I'm like, how? Like, I'm dealing with notes that didn't get a note. What are you doing? Party Down, I feel like, is so good that I, I have no arguments with it. That was back when shows like that had a lot more freedom. They were just like, oh, yeah, make whatever you want. Now yeah, it's, it's all great. nitpicked. All nitpicked now. Yep. Let's do some power grooves. My song of the week. <laughs> cool for the Summer by Demi Lovato, Brooks. I have been bumping that. I don't know, what, I don't know where I heard it or where it came from. 
but it's just okay. a, it's, it's a, wild. It's a, I know. And I don't know what album it's on. I don't have the usual backstory or anything, but I was at the gym this morning. I listened to it three times on the treadmill. Just like this, this feel, it's a summertime song about two babes having a secret relationship and they don't, don't want to tell nobody about it and they're experimenting and it's a hot summer jam. Cool for the Summer by Demi Lovato coming out of left field. Brooks, what you listening to? Uh, Alex. Oh, you froze. Come back, Brooks. Okay. Cameron, I'm really into It's a good song by a cool, hip Australian uh, he calls it. Um, you froze during all that. Say it again. Oh shoot! Sorry, uh, Alex Cameron. He calls his music sleaze pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song, Sarah Joe. You would. Everyone who likes music would like that song. Sleaze pop sounds like something right up my alley. You would love it. Yeah, I just got a text from Nick Rutherford on where he's staying in Bari, Italy, right now. Oh, and it looks- really traveling. Oh yeah. He, His, so so um, he left. He left the apartment. He left the New York apartment. Had to go get some other action going. Yeah. Well, I think it's fine to say this. He went through a breakup and has not lived in L.A. since then. So I think back here is where his problems are. He thinks. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just on. He's on the run. Yeah, I understand. You got to get away. <laughs> got to go away. Brooks, what kind of sandwich are you going to get? Well, now I'm going to go to the Heights, which is just which is really close, and I'm just going to get a, a Italian. Um, but if I go to Jimmy John's, I'm getting that Turkey Tom with uh, with sprouts. Got to get the extra long one, the one that's like fucking four feet long, because it's super fun to get. Yeah, because that's like three meals. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's absolute dinner and a half. Brooks, love you. Thanks for coming on. I'm sure everyone's very very happy to hear your your. Uh, Hopefully, I'll see you soon. Hear your lovely voice. Bless you. You're cutting out, so I'm just rambling yeah. until the end of this. Uh, until the uh, there you go. You came back and um, smooth transition as always. Okay, always I, a smooth I apologize. Ending. Yep, you gotta go. Really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves. Right to a Detroit groove. Just all American dudes out making power moves. Yeah. Got football on TV. My girlfriend, she's sleazy. Favorite kind of beer is free. I'm just making power moves. Sipping some natty lights. Late nights and bar frights. Rocking the Winston lights. Just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves. Just doing Detroit groove. All American dudes. Just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves. Rockin' a Detroit groove Just some American dudes I'm making power moves I'm making power